So you've decided to take a sailing course. Amazing. And this week I am going to dig into how to help you prepare for your sailing course so that you have an awesome time. You can focus on what you're learning instead of how cold you are, and you can continue to move up in your sailing journey. Hey there, and welcome to your pocket sailing instructor. I'm Penny Caldwell, and I have been a sailing coach for over 25 years now. I'm here to help you reach your sailing goals, whether you're looking for gear reviews, safety tips, or just some fun sailing stories. This podcast will have it all. Your Pocket Sailing Instructor is an educational and fun podcast about all things sailing. I plan on releasing weekly episodes every Thursday to help you end off your week on a high note. So grab your coffee and join me for your weekly dose of all things sailing. Hey everybody, happy Thursday. Hope you're having a great week. Um, I'm having a good week. I'm waiting for the weather to turn around. Summer weather is just not showing up. I'm going to attempt to go camping this weekend because we're heading into a long weekend and uh, we're probably going to freeze. <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, but yeah, so just waiting on that. And uh, last weekend was great. Had a Sail Nelson uh, summer kickoff social for the sailing school and just kind of for boaters in the area and had a great turnout, had lots of fun, got to meet some of you who are telling me how much you're enjoying the podcast. So that's great to hear. And it's always nice to put some. Uh, faces to names and just kind of meet everyone and, and see what you guys are up to. So thanks for coming to the event and for stopping to say hi to me and introducing yourself and everything. It was really great. So uh, this week we are continuing on last week's episode. I talked about sailing courses, how to pick the right course last week. So this week we are going to talk about how to prepare for your sailing course. So in this case, you have figured out which course you want to do. You have signed up with a school and now it's time for you to get ready. So um, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, episode 19 head over and do that and yeah I just realized this is episode number 20 I should probably figure out how to celebrate in that in some way but I'm behind the ball I guess so we'll celebrate episode 50 let's do that that's going to be a big milestone all right, so let's get into this week's episode. So like I mentioned last week, you figured out which course you were looking for, and this week it is time to get ready for your course. So first part here I'm going to talk a bit about is uh, depending on the school that you signed up with, hopefully they will be providing you with some information about how to prepare for the course, what to bring to the course, what to expect during the course, as in how long you're going to be uh, out on the boat what the expectations are uh, when you're out on the boat. So for me, I do not have a classroom building. So all the theory and everything that we do, we do it out on the boat. So we're on the boat the entire time. Um, and thankfully, Spindrift, my boat, is really well equipped um, to have people down below. It's it's quite large down in the cabin. And I've got you know a little stovetop in the galley so we can make hot chocolate when it's cold and all that kind of stuff. So it's a bit of a floating classroom for me. So it works out really well. But uh, some other schools might not have that set up or even some of the larger schools might have a separate uh, like classroom building that they use uh, for theory 
portions of the course. Most courses that you will take will have some sort of theory component and then a practical component. So meaning that there are things that you need to read or learn uh, in the classroom and then you need to demonstrate them out on the water. So uh, for me, for my school, when somebody signs up, I uh, send them a sequence of emails and all kinds of information in there as far as, you know, what to wear, how to prepare, where to meet, what time to meet, um, just all that kind of little stuff that you need to be aware of. So to start off this um, discussion, we are going to talk about what to wear. So this is probably um, one of the more common questions that I get from people um, is, you know, what, what should I bring? So basically expect to be outside the whole time. Um, so you want to make sure that you dress accordingly. So um, I have in episode number two, I talked about new sailor sailing gear and the types of things you should and should not invest in uh, as a new sailor. So if you haven't listened to episode two, head back and uh, listen to that one. But basically, uh, for me, what I suggest is if you do hiking or mountain biking or skiing, anything, any kind of outdoor activity, you probably already have a good idea of, of what you should wear. Um, basically, if you're taking a keelboating course, so these are the larger boats, you should not expect to be in the water or getting wet unless it's raining. So you don't need to worry about, um, you know, in the dinghies, they do capsizing and, and they're flipping the boat so you're in the water. But on a keelboat course, you should not be in the water. <laughs> if you end up in the water, there's potentially a problem with your instructor. Um, but basically, you want to be dressed for the outdoors. So that means you are layering uh, wearing layers so that you're layering up or layering down. Make sure that you have some sort of wind jacket or wind protection. Um, you can basically anticipate it will be about 10 degrees cooler on the water. Um, so that can be really nice in the summer. Uh, it can also be a little bit much in the spring or fall. So make sure that you are uh, layering up properly. So last, uh, no, two weekends ago when I did my first course of the season, uh, you know, we were wearing toques because it was pretty chilly out there. So even though it was, you know, mid to low teens uh, for the temperature, it was still a bit cooler. So uh, just be aware of that. So if it's in the summertime and it's really warm, uh, make sure that you are um, thinking about um, wearing large hats, sunglasses, baseball cap, that kind of thing. Um, and even I'd like to anchor at lunch, especially if it's really hot and we'll jump in the water, go for a swim, cool off. So, um, bathing suits are an option or sometimes, you know, for me, I just wear my clothes because by the time I'm done teaching at the end of the day, they, they dry off anyway. So, um, but yeah, so plan to wear active clothing, uh, plan to wear layered clothing. You want things that are versatile, Generally, uh, your school will let you know if there are any uh, kind of restrictions as far as the size of bag or whatever that you can bring. But for the most part, a duffel bag is is reasonable to bring to a course um, and have it packed with some extra clothes, extra socks, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So if it is going to be rainy at all, I would definitely suggest that you uh, pick up some rain pants. This is one area and one piece of clothing that I find uh, some people do not have. 
Uh, I mean, most of us, unless you're, you know, a toddler, you don't really wearing rain pants anymore. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, definitely if you're not somebody who's outside when it's rainy and you're not hiking and all that good stuff, pick up a pair of rain pants. Um, I'm pretty sure you can get really kind of low budget rain pants at, you know, Walmart or even Canadian Tire if, if you're not wanting to invest too much. So, um, but making sure that you are dry is really key. And so for, for my first course we had this year, it rained pretty much all weekend. We had amazing wind, which was really nice, um, but we had a lot of rain. So staying dry was really key. And um, I always have extra clothing on the boat for students. Uh, some schools may or may not have that as well, where they have, you know, spare jackets and pants and whatever, just leftover stuff that people have uh, left behind or, or that they've purchased for students. So that is basically what to wear. So layering, staying warm, staying dry. And if it's a sunny, definitely making sure that you are covered up. So leading into the next topic here, we're going to talk about what to bring. So what should you bring to your course? So if it is um, sunny and hot out, definitely thinking about sunglasses, wearing a sun hat, uh, lots of sunscreen. I always keep extra sunscreen on the boat for people, but definitely make sure you have sunscreen. You could even potentially invest in a UV type shirt. I have a few different options that I like to wear, uh, UV shirts. So you can definitely find that kind of stuff at MEC, Mountain Equipment Co-op, um, or any other outdoor type store. Uh, but I find, you know, the sun is getting really, really strong. And, you know, I used to teach back in the 90s, I'd be out all day, every day. I didn't wear a hat, sunglasses, anything really. And I was fine at the end of the day. And now if I don't wear sunglasses or my hat or even a long sleeve shirt, sometimes I come home pretty crisp. Um, and so, I mean, other than really not being good good for my skin, not healthy to have that kind of sun exposure. Um, it also really wears you out when you are in that kind of heat. So um, make sure that you bring lots of water. Your school should uh, hopefully have some spare water bottles and stuff like that, but definitely make sure that you bring lots of water with you. I usually have two or three liters of water throughout the course. And basically I force everyone to take water breaks because really when you're out there on the boat and you're learning and moving, you might not realize how uh, dehydrated you're becoming or, you know, really how thirsty you are because you're just so busy. Um, and then potentially in the afternoon when you start getting a headache and you realize, oh no, I should have been drinking more water. By that point, it might be too late. So definitely make sure that you are taking lots of water breaks um, and getting the water that you need. Um, I prefer, I mean, it doesn't really matter, but some, some boats owners will not want you to have metal water containers like uh, metal water bottles because it can scratch the uh, surface of the boat and your um, like the cockpit and the finish and stuff like that but I'm not particularly picky about that because our water bottles basically stay down in the cabin they live in the sink in the galley and then as we take our water breaks we just pass them up you grab some water and then it goes back down below so your water bottles generally are not up on deck up in the cockpit because they do roll around and get in the way so that's a bit of a safety thing but that's a sidebar so make sure that you bring lots of water 
Um, unless your school is providing you with lunch and snacks and stuff like that, you're going to want to make sure that you bring lunch with you and snacks. Um, I have a large ice box on the boat that I usually throw a block of ice into, and then people are more than welcome to put their lunches in there. It's very big and it stays nice and cold. So, uh, you could ask your school what, the arrangement is for lunches. Again, some schools, if they have a classroom, you might come in for your lunch and then you'll be eating inside or maybe out on a picnic table or whatever. You might take, you know, an hour break. For me, I like to be on the boat. And so we anchor the boat and we eat lunch on the boat uh, for the most part, unless we're already at the dock for some reason. Um, other things that you can bring with you, bring your phone or camera. There's definitely going to be photo ops. You're going to want to take photos of your adventure and your journey and, and other people on the boat. A lot of times my students will end up exchanging emails and phone numbers and, and they keep in touch afterwards and potentially one of them might have a boat so they all start sailing together. So it's a great social networking time as well when you're doing a course, but uh, definitely want to make sure that you can get some photos of the action so your instructor will let you know, uh, you know, if you're not if it's not a good time or you'll be able to know if it's not a good time to take photos like if you guys are in the middle of reefing or doing something that's really uh cumbersome on the crew and everybody's involved might not be a great time to pull out the camera and take some photos but generally there's there is lots of time to uh snap a few photos of your adventure so definitely make sure you have something i wouldn't suggest bringing like a big heavy duty like professional camera um but you know totally up to you Another thing I would suggest that you bring to your course is a notebook and pencil. Like if you like taking notes and writing things down, uh, you could grab yourself a little booklet like those wet notes or right in the rain, I think they're called too. Uh, you can get those at most um, you know, business stores like Staples or, or anything like that. They will have these little notebooks that are quote unquote waterproof. So you can write notes and stuff. So I'm a big fan of just kind of writing things down and, and following along, um, taking some key points here and there, you're going to learn all kinds of things. So definitely taking some notes. Um, and along those lines, if your sailing school has mailed you any kind of course package with a textbook, for instance, they'll let you know if you should bring that textbook with you to the course. Um, so for me, for the Sailing Essentials course, which is kind of my entry-level course, it's a one-weekend course, uh, we spend 14 hours out on the boat, and what I do is I send a sequence of emails with a bunch of reading material and online things for students to do before the course, and then during the course we have a workbook that we go through together. Um, and then for my basic cruising students, this is the four-day course that's a little more involved I will send out their course package ahead of time so that they have a textbook available to them, which is the basic cruising skills textbook. Um, and I ask that they bring that book with them to the course. Um, it's up to them if they want to, you know, have it out when I'm doing stuff, but I refer to it quite often and show pictures. And then there's some review quizzes in there that we will work through during lunch while we're anchored and that kind of thing. So, um, so having a notebook, pencil, course materials. Um, those are all be helpful to bring with you. Um, another thing that you could bring with you, but might be a little bit overkill is, you know, binoculars, 
just again, kind of along the lines with the camera thing, it's just for you to be able to look around and see what's going on. I have binoculars on the boat um, that people are more than welcome to use. Uh, but this might be more of a cumbersome thing to bring with you. If you're doing a liveaboard course and you're going to be living on the boat, it is pretty fun when you're anchored for the evening to grab the binoculars and just kind of look around and just see see what you can see. Um, and also definitely for navigation and stuff, those are kind of key, but we're talking those are more advanced sailing levels where you would definitely want to have binoculars at an intro level course probably not necessary. Kind of fun to have though, if you want to uh, look around and, and have some fun looking at things. All right. So for the last part of this episode, we're going to dig into what to read before your course. So different things that you can do either um, as far as reading, like I mentioned, or maybe online resources or online things to watch and, and that kind of thing. So like I mentioned with my courses, I do a sequence of emails and there's a course package that goes out. Um, so hopefully your school is also guiding you a little bit through what to expect for your course. But there are some things that you can do uh, prior to heading to your course. So here are some of my suggestions of kind of the top few things that you can do. So one thing that you can do is go back through my podcast episodes. So a lot of these episodes are geared towards you, the new sailor, somebody who's potentially just starting out um, looking for you know, a new adventure, take on something new, find a new hobby. Um, so a lot of these episodes, I talk about gear, what kind of gear to invest in. Um, if you're going to be gear shopping, what should you do? Uh, talk about mitigating seasickness, motion sickness, and how to feel good on the boat. Um, so just a whole bunch of different topics that will kind of give you a snippets of information um, and things that will help you prepare for your course. Along the same lines, I have a lot of blog posts at sailnelson.com um, that are all about um, clothing reviews, gear reviews, uh, sometimes there's knots, different knots that you can learn, all that kind of stuff. So a lot of um, free and good information there. So be sure to head over to sailnelson.com. And then next I have also in the show notes that you can get sailnelson.com forward slash podcast. Um, I have a bunch of free online courses. So these are courses that fellow instructors with Sail Canada have created and provided to um, aspiring students and new students and everything. So um, there are some courses there for you to access. I have some links in the show notes for that. Um, and then also I've mentioned a few times in a few of the episodes, uh, some of the YouTube sailing channels. So in this case, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the, um, I guess, more beginner type um, YouTube channels or potentially channels that are more geared towards how-to sailing and that kind of thing. Um, so there's one channel called Nautilus Sailing, and they provide a lot of different quick videos on uh, different sailing theory and different sailing um, tactics that you will do out on the boat. So they have, for instance, how to raise your mainsail, um, how to reef your sail, uh, going through different boat parts and that kind of thing. So there's some good kind of um, entry level and how to type of videos on that YouTube channel. So that's Nautilus Sailing. 
Another one uh, that I have used in the past, especially when I'm trying to figure out new uh, rigging for my boat and stuff, um, is Annapolis Performance Sailing. So these guys specialize in ropes, basically any and everything that you want to know about ropes and rigging and all that kind of stuff. These guys are are the ones that I use all the time. Uh, they have all kinds of different videos with, um, sometimes it's just different knots. Uh, they talk about different types of ropes and what the use is for the type of rope. So, you know, if you do any other type of, um, activities that require ropes like rock climbing or arborist work or anything like that, they're just a great resource for a really good quality um, information about ropes and rigging and stuff like that. So they're great. And then we have our usual suspects that I enjoy watching. Um, Sailing Project Atticus is really fun right now because they are refitting um, a new to them boat. Um, so they're updating and upgrading all kinds of things and getting into plumbing and wiring and and just like I really enjoy doing that kind of stuff. I like tinkering and I like you know, taking things apart and figuring out how they work and figuring out if I can make it better. Um, And part of that too, is that it also gives me a really intimate knowledge of my boat. Um, And so I know pretty much spin drift inside out as far as what goes where and why and how. And, you know, if I have an issue with my I don't know, engine, it doesn't take me too long to troubleshoot it because I have figured out you know, how my engine likes to work because they all have a personality. Um, but also I know where all the different pieces are and and what does what and all that kind of stuff. So anyways, uh, so Project Atticus is really fun um, because, yeah, like I said, going through lots of projects and just kind of demystifying, I guess, boat work a little bit and just kind of, I find it nice watching those kinds of videos because it's like, oh, okay, like I know there's about 50,000 steps that they edited out of the video, but it makes it seem a little more accessible for you to be doing that kind of work. And just the educational component of watching those types of videos as well. Um, And then there's the other channel that I really enjoy watching a lot is Sailing Uma. And I would definitely suggest their earlier episodes. So similar to Project Atticus, Sailing Uma, they started out uh, with a new-to-them boat. And uh, Dan and Kika did all kinds of crazy work to their boat, including like rebolting the keel because the keel was literally flapping around. Um, so again, those early episodes when they first started the uh, the channel, I know that they're not as, you know, videography I don't think that's a word. Uh, They're not as, you know, pleasant to watch as their newer ones with all the drones and all that kind of stuff. But um, they are really educational as far as, you know, how does standing rigging um, work? How does it, how is it attached to the hull or to the deck and all that kind of stuff? Like what does an actual chain plate look like? Um, so they dig into a lot of pieces of the boat. They basically rip the boat apart and put it all back together. So it's just a really uh, good uh, episodes to watch, again, for the whole educational factor of just seeing that, you know, there are people out there doing these types of things and they're learning as they go. And just with your course as well, you're going to learn a whole bunch of things and then you're going to take that knowledge and you're going to continue to learn as you sail and you uh, sail with different people on different boats. Every time you head out, you're going to learn something new. So, um, so those would be kind of the YouTube channels that I would suggest as well. 
All right, so I'm going to finish up the episode there, and I hope you found it useful. I hope it is helping you to figure out um, what type of sailing course you're interested in taking. And now this episode is potentially helping you prepare for that course that you are taking. Um, And also, you know, there's things in here that you can just use as far as when you're heading out on a boat with a friend or whatever. So, but like I mentioned, there are some earlier episodes that are geared more towards that information. So hope you guys have a great week. Again, head over to sailnelson.com forward slash podcast to get the show notes and all of the links to the different um, resources that I talked about for free online resources and pre-reading and stuff like that. And again, share and like and all that good stuff, um, the podcast so that other sailors can find it too. And I am looking forward to chatting with you again next week. Take care.